wow, am I having like, <laughs> like a crisis, like a 27 crisis? Like life is not about money, guys. Life is about memories. Actually, that's pretty much my mantra. So, I mean, that's not just 27. That's just me as a person. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Foods, Dudes, and Moods. I hope you guys are having a wonderful summer. Uh, Today, we're going to be flying a little bit solo. It's just me, Lisa, your favorite host. Well, maybe not favorite. I wouldn't choose me as my favorite, but I mean, like, you have your preferences. It's totally fine. But you get me. So I'm going to start off this episode with a little bit of a warning. I, which is in typical Lisa fashion, have one of my wisdom teeth growing in, which is kind of ironic because it is my birthday week. Yes, your girl's getting another year older, which means apparently a little bit wiser, which is why my wisdom tooth decided this was a great time to make an appearance. If you're wondering or are a dentist out there, this is wisdom tooth number three. Just give you a heads up. Like I said, it's my birthday week. I am turning 27 years old. My teeth decided to take fucking four years to grow in and we're only, what, three quarters of the way there. So, if I sound a little janky, it's because my mouth hurts, okay? So, I'm very sorry. If you've uh, noticed anything, um, it's just me talking. And why is that, you ask? Because we're doing solo episodes. Woohoo! Solo! Going solo! Uh, we decided to do something a little bit different. See if we could pull it out on our own. What we're going to do? What are we going to talk about? Fun little tidbit. Me and Megda did not talk about what each of us are going to talk about. So it's a little surprise for each of us. So she has no idea what I'm going to talk about, which I think is fun, but also terrifying. Because what if she talks about something that's like super, super, super serious and I talk about something that's super lighthearted and we have to follow each other up with that. So, you know, it's pressure. I don't like it. But you know what? We're going with it because it's also fun and why not? And it's my birthday week, so fuck it. <laughs> so why don't I just tell you, you know, all you people listening and also Megda, who's listening. Hello, Megda. I miss you. Hope you're having a great day, wherever you're doing right now. Um, About what I'm going to talk about today, because I think it's a fun topic. So today, which you guys already probably know about the title, but like whatever, let me announce it. Um, talk about my five best and worst financial decisions I've made in my 20s. Woohoo! I have had a financial journey into adulthood. I have been so poor that I have used a free gift card that I got through work with like 10 cents on it to pay for gas the day before payday. And I have made more money than someone with a master's degree has made in a year. I have been all over the place with my finances. Everywhere on the map, I've gone on super lavish trips. I have been so poor that I've eaten like just plain pasta for dinner. Like I have been everywhere on the map with my finances which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. Everybody kind of has like a financial journey. Nobody comes into this life being like, you know what? 
I am so financially responsible. You've never made a fucking mistake in your life with your money. You're so careful. You never even buy Starbucks. Like, you know what? Everybody has a journey and mine has been tumultuous. There you go. There is your Scrabble word of the week. Boom. So I am going to go through my top five worst and my top five best financial decisions and it's a little bit of advice as well because, you know, I'm kind of figuring this out. And like I said, I am not perfect in any kind of way. But you know what? Nobody is. So let me just tell you what I've kind of figured out and how I fucked up across the years. So I'm going to start off with my worst because like you've saved the best for last, you know, that bullshit. So my number one worst thing that I have realized when it comes to my finances is that, bitch, you should have had a savings account. I never had a savings account ever. I was just this fresh little 18-year-old Lisa, no savings, checkings account, credit card, boom, that's it. I never thought, hey, maybe I should put some money away. No, 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 no. I was like, I'm going to get my paycheck and I'm going to go spend my paycheck. And then guess what? In two weeks, I'm going to get another paycheck and I'm going to spend that paycheck. No idea of like financial thoughts like, oh, I should save for the future. What if I want to move out one day? What if I want to go on a trip? No. I would just spend my money and that's it. What would I spend it on? Alcohol and food. <laughs> like that's it. Because like what 18 year old is thinking about one day I would really like to be able to buy a nice couch, you know, or like go on a nice trip or just like if my friends ask me if I want to go to Mexico in three months, I want to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's buy the ticket tomorrow. I can do that. No thoughts in my mind at 18 year old Lisa, or let's be honest, 22 year old Lisa or 23 year old Lisa. It took me a long time to figure this shit out. Okay. Actually, just a little tidbit. Some of my friends that I used to have when I was a little bit younger, like two years ago, not that much younger, um, would make fun of me because I was constantly broke and they'd be like, where does your money go? I'm like, I don't know. It just like slips through my fingers. And that's how it felt. I would get paid. And like most of the time, my friends were like people I worked with. So we all got paid around the same amount. And they'd be like living their life and like have money and like be able to go on trips. And they're like, where does your money go? I'm like, I have no idea. And then I started to look through my finances. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why. Also, nobody told me that they had like other sources of income or like savings accounts. So like I just assumed everybody had the same amount of money. Like we're all making the same amount and they like seem to have more. Nobody said like, oh, I have a credit card or I have a line of credit or like I put it in my TFSA. Like nobody says these things. So there's that. Speaking of my number two of my worst financial decisions, not budgeting. I have somehow realized this year, I had like a fucking epiphany. I realized this year, oh shit, credit cards are useful. They're not just something that I just sits there with a high, high, high maxed balance <laughs> in my wallet. It's just a decoration for my wallet to bulk it up to make it look like I have cash, right? No. So what did I decide to start doing? Paying off my credit card using my credit card for everyday purchases. So smart. Also, scene points. Because 
yes, I have a scene visa, Scotia Bay. Woohoo! Yay, Scotia! Yay! But you know what? I started to do that and I was like, holy shit. This is how people have money in their checkings accounts. They're not just like spending, spending, spending in their checking accounts. They put money in their credit card. They use that for their everyday purchases, getting gas, getting groceries. And then they just pay it off at the end of the month. Credit cards always paid off. They just pay it off at the end of the month. And I was like, holy shit. It just hit me. 26 years old. Nobody told me this is what people are doing. Like, I feel like such a fucking idiot. But yeah, budgeting. So you gotta, I have a friend of mine who budgets by putting cash in her, uh, like into envelopes. So she has like a spending, like, oh, I want to go to Marshall's, like spending cash, groceries, gas, travel, savings. Like she has a like a envelope for everything. And I think that's so smart. I don't know if I'm able to personally get like that little nitty gritty with it. But now I budget like, okay, I really shouldn't be spending more than like $100 a week on groceries. I'm one person. I have a dog. I really don't need to be spending $100 on groceries. I mean, I do because I went and I spent $65 today just on groceries. What did I buy? I have no idea. Grapes? I bought grapes. Blueberries? That's it. A vegan chicken nuggets because I was like, I want chicken nuggets. And I literally just had like this deep heart to heart Megda yesterday about like how I need to like eat healthier. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy vegan chicken nuggets. So woo. So not budgeting is huge. The only time I find that I do budget is when I'm planning for a trip. It's like a good motivation. It's like when it's coming to like summer season and people are like, oh, you got to get that beach body. And then you start going to the gym at like in like January, February. That's how I feel like I am with traveling. I'm like, ooh, I got a trip coming. I got to put some money away to be able to spend it. That's what budgeting it is in my head. It's not like a long-term goal. I already kind of touched on this in a little bit, but number three is needless spending. I, again, legitimately was just talking to Megda about this yesterday, though she had no idea she was helping me out with this podcast, but like, thanks Megda. I needlessly spend all the time. All the time I go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Boom, there's $5 right there. I go to the little store that's in my building. Boom, there's like immediately at least $7 there because you have to pay for debit above $5 if you have to pay cash under five. So I'm like, oh, well, I got to spend more than $5. I never carry cash. So there's more spending. Going for dinner, going for lunch, spending money on lunch. I did the math over the last three weeks just for lunches I've bought once at work. I've spent $56 on lunches. Lunches. Like that's insane. So like no more Uber eating. That's ridiculous. That's half a flight to Vegas. Like what the hell am I doing? So no more spending. No more needless spending. I've put a cap on myself that's it. No more needless spending. It's ridiculous. Number four, I feel my impending doom coming because like I said, I turned 27 this week. Yes, my birthday's July 25th. It's a Saturday. If you want to send me a gift, please do send me a DM. I would love a gift. Thank you. <laughs> I am turning 27, which is terrifying. I have some friends who are parents, who own their own home, who've had their career for years. I'm a student. I rent in someone's basement. I have a dog. He relies on me. He's old though. You know, 
So like he doesn't need much. He just needs some petting and some food every once in a while. So he's he's easy to deal with. However, I feel my impending doom. I'm almost 30. That's halfway to 60. And that's about retiring age. I'm halfway to retirement. And I have no retirement. I have no money put away to retire. I don't know what I think I'm going to do. Am I just going to work till I'm dying? Probably. (laughs) But I have no retirement. However, I'm a nursing student. As most of you know, if you've listened to this podcast already. I'm a nursing student. I'm going to be working for some governing body for nursing at some point in the future. You know what that comes with? A really great retirement plan. So I think I've kind of just like assumed that I'm going to be fine. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I feel like that's the theme of my finances. I'm just assuming I'm going to be fine in the future. No planning at all. I'm just like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. But I have no retirement. I have a friend of mine who like budgets each month, not the same friend as as the as as the envelope, different friend. All my friends are budgeting apparently. I have a friend of mine who sits down and legitimately makes an Excel sheet for her and her fiance of budgeting for their future home, for their future travel, for their retirement, and has like multiple different savings accounts and like multiple different ways of saving money for their future. And I'm just out here like I don't know, I'll be fine. That's a future Lisa problem. No fucking clue what I'm going to do. So <laughs> I feel like I need to fix that in t- when I turn 27. I feel like, do I get a will when I turn 27? Is that like something that you do? Or is that something when you hit like 28, 29, you're like, oh, I should get a will. I mean, I don't really need one. I don't have any assets. But somebody let me know, when's a good age to really sit down with a will? Is there a need for me to do that yet? Because like that's another expense I'll have to look into for my savings. All right. And finally, we're at number five. I like, I wish that there was a class in high school and university you could pay for or like a Zoom session because like pandemic, what up? Why isn't anybody making a Zoom session for like all the shit we didn't learn in high school? Like what else are you fucking doing? Teach us how to do taxes. Teach us how to do, like, literally anything you don't. Like, the things that people joke about in, like, in life, like, in adulthood. We're like, well, I never learned how to do that in high school. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Why isn't there Zoom sessions for this? Like, yeah, there's YouTube videos. But, like, why isn't there, like, let's get on a Zoom session and you teach me how to change a tire? Like, why isn't that happening? Like, what else are you doing? Anyway, thank you for listening to my very tiny TED Talk. Um, Also, say that five times fast. (laughs) Um... So why did nobody tell me that people have like savings for like different things? Like, yes, I'm obviously consciously aware that there's savings for retirement, savings for school, but like people have like multiple savings accounts with different interest rates for different things. This one's saving for a house. This one's saving for a new car. This one's saving for a future vacation. This one's for my retirement. This one's for fuck whatever, new boobs. I don't know. But things that things people are saving for. Like, why does nobody tell people that? Why do people not talk about their finances more? I think is what I'm really getting at. Nobody talks about their finances. And when you do finally talk to a friend about it and like get that deep conversation going about your life and your 
whatever and like finally your finances come up and they're like you're you're talking to them they're like yeah I have like three different banks and I have like savings at this bank because they offered me a higher interest rate and I have a savings at this bank because I got a great deal if I put 10 grand in their savings account like nobody talks about these things nobody and I feel like I just like have the world open my eyes up when people do talk about it I'm like holy fuck I fucked up on my life financially well in other ways but mostly financially and I'm like did I did I miss a step did I miss like a a sign that was like if you need financial advice come into this door like what like what what is happening so if somebody would like to slide in our dms and give me some great financial advice for the future please welcome but also (laughs) remember i'm a student and i am (laughs) poor-ish and i say the ish because like i get student loans so like i'm poor but it's it's not my money but i have money (laughs) i gotta pay it back with interest Again, like, I know nothing about finances. I should have planned better for my future instead of taking all these student loans. But there you go. But I just want to tell you guys this very quick story because I think it's so funny. So this man at my work, he's probably, I want to say in like his late 40s, early 50s. I love him. Like, not in a like, I want to have your babies kind of love, but like, I I love him. I think he's so funny. He's such a great person. He's so nice, so generous, and he's he's just a great, great, great guy. <laughs> he's a daughter who's around my age, and like, you can tell he's a dad sometimes, but like, <laughs> a few weeks ago, he was talking about how he has a few rental properties, which I in the future would love to do. It's one of the reasons why I'm kind of looking into my finances now, because I think it would be a great investment opportunity in the future to have like some rental place, like some rental homes. I think it's a great, great investment if you have money, which I don't. So that's why it's in the future. But he was talking about like his rental homes because, you know, COVID. So we're just chatting about it. And I told him I'd really be interested in like doing that one day. And I kid you not, this man deadpan looks me right in the eyes and he goes, why don't you? And I just look at him and I like, I like look around and like this man sees me every weekend. He knows I'm a student, like knows like a little bit about me. And I look at him and I'm like, with what money do you expect me to purchase a home for myself or other people? And he looks at me and he's like, oh, yeah. And it just like dawned on him that like this girl that he talks to like every weekend who he knows works here part time can't just like go and buy a home. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Do you think I just secretly have all this money? But anyways, I thought it was really funny that like people's expectations of like other people are like, oh, yeah, you could just go buy a home. No, you can't just go buy a house if you want to buy a house. Like, you need to have money. But anyways, I thought that was, like, a funny little story, and I thought I'd share it because it did have stuff to do with finance, so I thought I'd keep on topic a little bit this podcast. Now, we're going to talk about the good times. The best times, if you will. My best financial decisions I've made in my adult life. Please don't have too high of expectations. This is why I started with the worst off first. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you wouldn't have any high expectations for my best because obviously, according to the story I just told you, I don't own no fucking home. I don't drive an Audi or a Tesla. Oh, I want a Tesla so badly, but like, you know, I'm poor. Uh, I'm not going on like some trips to Dubai or to Bali. Like, be, keep your expectations to a minimum. Okay, friends, just do a minimum. <laughs> so my best financial decision that I've made in my life so far has been traveling. Now, bear with me. I know people are going to be like, traveling's a luxury. Why are you spending your money on traveling when you said you had to pay with a gift card to get gas? (laughs) I really subscribe to the idea that traveling and paying to travel is an educational thing. Now, have I gone on trips and gotten very drunk and have just laid on a beach and like not learned anything? Of course. You need to recoup. You need your mind to relax every once in a while. However, I really do think that going on trips and vacations is a great idea to expand your mind and expand your um, appreciation of the world, uh, to learn uh, different things about different cultures, about different geography. I just think it's so great for like, this goes sound so dumb. I think it's so great for your soul to just go out there and experience different things and see how people live different lives. I think that investing in traveling is one of the best investments that you can make. Your return on investment to lose some financial lingo is insane. I have learned so much from traveling. I have met so many cool and great people. I have gained an appreciation for other people's lives and cultures by seeing how other people live and they how they eat, how they treat their families. Like I think it's one of the best ways that you can spend your money. I would rather spend a thousand dollars on going on a trip, even to like let's say New York, for example. It costs way more money to go to New York, but it's just an example off the top of my head. I would rather spend $1,000 to go to New York and stay in a shitty hostel or an Airbnb and just walk around the city and not have the money to do anything. I would literally just rather walk around the city and just see things and spend $1,000 than spend $1,000 on a designer bag or shoes or anything else that's like materialistic. That's that's how I would ch- I choose to spend my money. Because I'm going to get way more out of that trip to New York, like spiritually in my soul, than I would from a bag that I'm probably going to spill coffee on immediately. You know what I mean? So I think that's like my my best thing that I've spent money on in my life. Because I've been on, I wouldn't say like a lot, a lot of trips because there's definitely people who are way more traveled than I have. But I've been on my fair share of trips and vacations. I do just have a distinct between the two, which I think I've talked about in the other, in the the vacation podcast that we did, or sorry, the travel podcast that we did. But I think it's one of the best ways that you can spend money. And that's why it's my top number one for that. Number two, my decisions, my financial decisions that I made when it comes to my vehicle. Now, like I said, I 
would love, love to have a Tesla. I love Teslas. Like, I see one driving down the street, and I, like, ugh, I love them so much. I love how they look. The I've never driven one, okay? I do not have any friends that have a Tesla. And I'm not just going to walk in. They're not going to let me test drive a Tesla. But I love them. I love how they look. I love how sleek they are. I love the windows. I love that you don't have to go get gas because I've somehow managed to always, always, always get gas on my foot or my shoe or my pants somehow when I get gas. So I would love to be able to just plug it in when I get home, like my phone. Like I... I would love it. I obviously cannot get a Tesla currently one day, hopefully. Please, God. Let me get a Tesla one day, please. They're also not that expensive. They're like 40 grand. That's like the same price as a brand new Honda Civic. So maybe I'll get a Tesla next. Who knows? We'll see. Now, when it comes to my car, I was a late bloomer when it comes to getting my license. Again, very financially irresponsible youth. Yay. I didn't get my license until I was 21 years old. I did get my learners when I was 18, mostly because it was the same price as getting an ID. So if I wanted to get my ID to go out on my birthday, I was like, I'm just going to get my learners so that way it's done. So yay, I made one good decision in my youth. I didn't get my license until I was 21. It was the same time that I moved out at and I decided I was like, okay, I need to go get my license so I can go get a car. I got my first car. It was a 2007 Kia Spectra piece of shit would not recommend but I had that thing for two years and then I sold it to this very adorable young 16 year old who bless his soul wanted to fix it up so he could have it as his first car I sold it to him for $700 I bought it for (laughs) $2,800 bless this kid's soul though that car needed so much work. The airbag light was on, need new rotors, need new brakes, need new tires, need new coolant hose, it needed a new headlight, it needed a new bumper. It needed so much work. New windshield, of course. And uh, I sold it to him for 700 bucks and I was like, here you go, take it. However, I bought that car for $2,800 and it got me two years Two years of a little bit of hell, but it got me two years of driving. I am grateful every day that I am not one of those people that was like, I'm an adult. I live on my own. I'm going to go get my first car and I'm going to go spend an obscene amount of money to have my car. I want what I want. I want a brand new car with a sunroof and I can't even think. All the stupid things that you would get in a brand new car and pay like $500 a month for your car payment. I am grateful that I didn't do that because I'm the type of person that would do that. So I instead went and bought a $2,800 car from the back lot in this tiny little sketchy, well, it wasn't tiny little, it was fine. It's a normal car dealership, but it was, it was sketchy because it was dark and it was February. Yeah. So I bought my car and it was great. It was a great thing. I'm, like I said, I'm so happy that I didn't wait, went and buy a brand new car that was way too much money that I would have probably had to repo at some point because there's no way I could have kept up with the payments on that car. I, like I said, I had that car for two years and then when it finally crapped out on me and I sold it to the adorable 16-year-old, I went and I pulled out my big girl pants and I went and I financed the car. Did I go and finance 
a $30,000 car with obscene payments and interest because I has all the bells and whistles that I really wanted. No, I went with my um, shitty credit, which goes right along with my finances. So I hope you all assumed I just had shitty credit because I did and still kind of do. Though it's getting better. We're getting there. It's slow but steady. I went to the car dealership. I marched myself in. I walked in and I said, give me a cheap car that will not break my wallet or kill me when driving down the highway because I had to drive 45 minutes to work on the highway when I got my new car. So what did I get? <laughs> a car that almost looked identical to my 2007 Kia Spectra, which is a 2012 Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Woo! It's a, definitely a Fiesta driving that thing. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh that hard. I like my car. It's okay. <laughs> It gets me where I need to go. It's fun to drive. It's a speedy little speedster. My little CVT goes vroom vroom. It's a great time. And it costs me next to nothing to drive that car. I could run a five-year finance. I pay like a hundred, like 105 bucks or something every two weeks. And that's completely manageable to me. Completely manageable. What, $210 a month for a car is perfectly acceptable in my books had that car for three years now it's doing me well i love it thank god for <laughs> for cheap vehicles is it my dream vehicle absolutely not i just had what like a four minute discussion about how much i want a tesla if you know anything about cars you know a 2012 ford fiesta hatchback does not look anything like a tesla so no it is not my dream car in any kind of way it doesn't even have a screen like no <laughs> all right now, my number three of my best financial decisions is kind of a weird one. And I'll get into why. Uh, my number three is school. Like I mentioned, I have student loans. So not really a great financial decision because you got to pay that shit back with interest. And it <laughs> if you guys have got student loans before, it tells you the amount of years it takes to t pay back your student loans. And if you're like me, who's only halfway through their program, and it tells you to apply for like the next year for student loans and you're already at nine years to pay back your loans. It's a little bit terrifying. Okay. It's a lot of money. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It gives me anxiety <laughs> along with everything else. But this one really gives me anxiety. Uh, I think that school is a great investment in your future. I really think that at some point, everybody should do some kind of post-secondary schooling, whether it be trades, whether it be even for like a hobby, you take a few classes for say graphic design, or you're really interested in creative writing, or you're interested in photography, or if you want to go full force into it, get your bachelor's, get your master's, get your PhD, you want to become a doctor, you want to become a lawyer, you want to become a teacher. I really think that secondary education is amazing. The things that I've learned in university and now through college have blown my mind. And I've taken some like random math classes. Okay. When I went to university, I took an art history class. I was doing a photojournalism degree. Why I took art history, I don't fucking know. It looked interesting. I wanted to see the art. Okay. I don't know. Again, <laughs> my finances. Why did I spend $700 on a class? I have no idea. Anyways, I think that going to school 
and take the classes that are relevant to your degree or diploma is amazing. I think that secondary education really opens your eyes and becomes like a huge part of your identity. That being said, you don't always go to school for what you think that you're going to be doing. I have gone for one year for an arts degree in anthropology thinking I was going to be the next Indiana Jones. (laughs) Didn't happen. And then I got pushed into taking something that was like super quick, went into paralegal for one semester, dropped out. Actually, failed out. So don't do that. <laughs> Paralegal is a lot harder than it, than it seems. Those people should get paid way more than they do. Um, And then I went for a few years for a journalism degree. Yay! I specifically wanted to be a photojournalist because I love photography. I love taking photos. I love it. I specifically wanted to be a photojournalist for National Geographic. That was the dream. Why? Because I love traveling. I love nature. I love the just the magazine and the whole ideology behind National Geographic. I think it's actually a, like a hugely amazing company. But did I finish that degree? Even though I was doing very well in all of my classes. No, I did not. Why? Because I realized I didn't want to freelance for like 20 years. So I dropped out. I spent all that money for nothing. Nothing in regards to that like I didn't get a degree at the end. But I did learn a lot. I learned so much from that. I learned how to write an article. I learned how to write a bomb ass paper. I learned how to take amazing photos. I learned how to be creative, how to market, how to like, I learned so much, even though I didn't get a physical degree out of it. I felt like enriched and so educated. Obviously it's education, but I loved it. And now that I am doing my nursing, which I love to death and I feel like I found my actual calling in life. I am so grateful that I did some university before this. Because going into this and not knowing how to write a paper would have been horrible. I feel so bad for the kids in my program that are 18 years old and have no idea how to write a paper. But you know what? Life has us all on different paths. This is what they're supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And you know what? All I can be there to do is just to help them and give them advice and help them with editing or whatever they need help with. So I think education is huge. Like I said, I have friends of mine who are doing their PhDs. I have friends of mine who did their master's degree. And I have friends of mine that went to trade school for a year. And all of them are thriving. So I just, I really think that secondary education is just like a huge thing that is worth every penny. Number four. We're almost at the end, guys. Oh my God. Thank you for being here with me. Number four is (laughs) a little bit of a weird one. Well, they're all weird, but like this one's a weird one. I really subscribe to the idea that you should not max yourself out in credit cards if you don't need to. I know people who have like eight different credit cards and they all have like $5,000, $10,000 balances. I'm like, why? Why do you need that? You don't need that. If you own a home, yes, it's great to have a credit card that like if an emergency comes up and you need to like pay for like a new boiler, a new wall or like whatever, immediately 
yes, having an emergency credit card or two with like a high balance, definitely a need. You're a student, you need to have a credit card for books or like you're paying for your tuition on credit card and you're paying it back throughout the semester, you're working, you need something you could put like a high balance on, go for it. Your everyday person does not need eight credit cards with a $10,000 balance on it. Why do you need that? You don't need that. The only, like I said, the only people who should need it are like people who like legit need it. Or like people who like own a business. Like those like those are the only people that need it. You're never going to be able to pay back $10,000 eight times over in like a few months. Like what are you doing? You're screwing yourself over financially. So I've never been pe- like a person with like really high credit cards. I have two credit cards. That's it. One of them has $500 limit. The other one has a $1,000 limit. And that's all I have. $1,500 in credit card debt. That's it. And that's where I'm comfortable until I need more. If I am planning on moving across the country, I might look at bumping it up. If I need it for a house one day, I'll bump it up. If I need it for like an emergency, I might bump it up. I've never needed it for any of those things yet, so I haven't bumped it up. It's way too tempting to have like $5,000 available to me on a credit card. Feels like free money, even though obviously you have to pay it back. So I don't. That's just, that's going into dangerous territory. Obviously, I'm very bad financially with my money. I'm very proud of myself that in at least this aspect, I have been smart. I really think that you need to keep credit cards into a place where financially you'll be able to pay it off within a few months, barring the few things that I said is like a reason why you would have a high credit card. Finally, my friends, we are at the end. Number five, live within your means. This should come without saying, at least you would think this should come without saying, don't live outside of of your means. Why are you spending an excessive amount of money on things you don't need? I wish I could show all of you my home. My home is not decorated with an excessive amount of art or designer things or I can't even think. My house is mostly plants. I should have done a whole episode on plants, guys. I bought this beautiful fiddle leaf fig today. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I bought it for myself for my birthday. It was $20. And she is beautiful. I love her. Anyways, (laughs) I have an old, 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 old couch that I bought when I first moved out. I bought it secondhand. It's falling apart but it works. I have a uh, bed secondhand. I bought it off a friend. It's great. I love it. I was so excited to get this bed because my other bed, like my other mattress was like an Ikea mattress and it was shit. Um, the only thing that I think I've bought in my home that is like expensive, but like I really wanted it and I saved up for it. And like, you guys are going to laugh. It's an Ikea dresser. It's the only thing that like I really wanted and I was like I'm going to save up and I'm going to I'm going to buy this for myself. It was $300. 
So again, not that expensive. And I saved up for it and I went and bought it when Ikea opened after COVID. The first day Ikea opened, I was there to buy this dresser. I was so excited. And it's something I'm going to have for a long time, hopefully. I mean, it's Ikea, so I'm not expecting it to last like 20 years, but I'm really hoping for like at least two. And I love this dresser. It's like my pride and joy currently. It looks really great with my plant on it. But I don't think that you should like spend outside of your means. I have been there so many times where I have spent all of my money and I have been broke. And what you know when people say broke and they're like, oh, I'm broke, but they have like money in their savings or money in their credit card and like they're being financially responsible. No, I mean, I'm broke. My credit cards are max. I've got no money in my bank account. Like I'm scraping, looking for pennies in the house kind of broke. So I've learned over the years to be more frugal with things that I need and to be more responsible with the things that I need for my living situation and like just being able to live at least a a little bit comfortably. So yes, I buy things secondhand and I love them. I wait until I can actually buy things and not put it on credit cards or like spend money that I shouldn't be spending on it. I basically live within my, like literally how it sounds. I live within my means. I try to be as financially responsible as possible now that I'm older. I couldn't tell you the last time that I went out and spent like $200 on a night of drinking But if you talked to me when I was 19, I would have just said, oh, yeah, I did that this past Saturday. I used to spend money like crazy. And now to go out to eat, it's a treat. It's not an everyday activity. You know, I'm trying my best. And that's what we should all be doing financially. Trying our best. You still have learning to do. You still have more ways that you could save or be financially responsible or invest. There are things that we could all do better. I have said multiple times what I could do better on a lot of things and I am working on it every day. Actually, I'll give you guys a list of things that I am trying to do to make myself more financially responsible now that I am turning 27 and feeling my impending doom at turning 30 in three years. No offense to any of you who are over 30. Okay, this is my own personal anxiety. Thank you. I have been talking to a friend of mine who knows about investments and investing in the stock market. I've been talking to her about potentially putting some money into the stock market, something that's safe and long term. So I've been looking into that. That's number one. I have been looking at getting rid of one of my credit cards, the $1,000 credit card and canceling it because it gives me nothing. It doesn't have any travel rewards, no cash back. It literally gives me nothing. And I want to switch to another credit card that will give me something else, either travel rewards or cash back or whatever. So that's another thing I've been looking into. So I'll cancel that credit card and get another credit card. I'm not getting an additional third credit card. No, I'm good with two. Um, I've been looking into those. 
I recently just switched on my bank account to have, it's called Simply Save. If you guys are with TD Bank, then you'll probably know what it is. It takes, well, probably most major banks will have this, but it takes some money out of whatever account you choose every time you make a purchase and like puts an amount into a savings account for you. I recently, like two or three weeks ago, switched into that. So now every time I use my checkings account, I think it's $2 comes out of it and then goes into my savings account. So I'm doing that. So then I'm like mindlessly saving. I've also been budgeting. Yay. Not to the excess of making an Excel sheet because maybe one day I'll talk to you guys about how much I fucking hate Excel, but I would never get that excessive with it. I have been just doing like my own like write down like calculations on like how I'm going to like split up my paychecks, how much I want to put in my savings, how much I'm making this month to like put into my savings and like all that jazz. So I've like actually been sitting down and looking into it, which I think is a big like pat on the shoulder, go Lisa, woohoo, being responsible. And I think that's it really. I mean, like, come on, you got to be like a little bit not surprised. Okay. There's only so much I can do. I'm still a little bit financially irresponsible. And you know what? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Life is life. Life is not all about money. As much as this whole episode was about money, life is not all about money. Wow. Am I having like, (laughs) like a crisis, like a 27 crisis? Like life is not about money, guys. Life is about memories. Actually, that's pretty much my mantra. So, I mean, that's not just 27. That's just me as a person. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to me rant on for like 40 minutes. Uh, I really appreciate it. Hopefully you got something out of this episode, whether it's, you know, the ability to laugh at my expense or expenses (laughs) or um, if it taught you something, maybe you didn't know um, that having too many credit cards was a bad idea, which I mean, if you didn't, I'm not going to judge you because like how many things did I not know in this podcast that like I've admitted to the world. So I mean, no judgment. We can all learn together, which is nice. Let's just all make a group chat, like a finances group chat. What the fuck? Why isn't there a finances group chat? Is there like a finance Instagram girls group chat? Not even a girls group chat, just a group chat. Somebody hit me up, add me into that because I would be very interested So thanks guys for listening to my solo episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys are having a wonderful July. If you're feeling so inclined, wish me a happy birthday on Saturday because like I'm going to be having a little crisis by myself at turning 27. So send me something nice. You know, even if it's just some kind words. We can't see your wrinkles. You look great. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, whatever day it is that you are listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at foods.dudes.moods. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review or and rate us. We would love to see what you guys think of our podcast. Also, just engage with us online. We post some funny stuff and some engaging stuff and we want to hear from you. So again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next time. Bye guys.